Welcome to the Prep Pigskin Report Podcast, hosted by Papa Pig himself, Paul Rudy. Welcome to PPR Podcast number 25. Everybody knows Bert. A couple people know me. My name is Paul. And the guy in the middle, everybody knows. Coach Brady Hoke joining us. Coach, we've wanted to do this for two months. The fact that we're finally getting to sit down with you just means a ton, and we're really grateful, sir. Well, I, I appreciate everything you both do for uh, uh, football in general, but uh, for high school football here in the San Diego area, uh, when I was recruiting uh, down here, when I was at Michigan as an assistant, uh, I, I could always uh, count on if I was here uh, on a Friday uh, to, to the uh, PPR. But you guys do a great job, and, and uh, I think the community uh, really has to be excited about what you guys bring all the time and, uh, Bert, your expertise. Well, uh, that that means a lot. We can call it a conversation, Coach. Thanks a lot. We'll see, <laughs> uh, Coach. We got to talk. We have to talk about uh, one of our finalists. Uh, we do a big show at the end of the year. Hopefully, one day we're going to get you to come to it. And we have basically a Heisman Trophy presentation. We call them Silver Pigskin finalists. One of them is a young man by the name of Braxton Burmeister. I was wondering if you could update us on whether or not Braxton might be coming your way. Well, uh, the good news is, and we're excited about it, uh, yeah, Brax, um, in fact, he worked out this morning uh, with our team. We started our, our runs, our winter conditioning. Uh, so, yeah, he's here. He's in school. Uh, we're really excited about it. And uh, uh, he, uh, I'll tell you, from what I just saw uh, this morning is in his uh, um, toughness, uh, within the team run, uh, I was pretty excited about. Well, could, could we just follow up on that? Yeah. Just because here you're getting a guy who's played the game. I mean, it's like it's like a free agent, basically, in college football. How important? Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the transfer portal. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I guess if they're coming your way, it's a good thing, right? Well, yeah, I, I, I agree with that for sure. Obviously, we, we're, we're excited to have Braxton. Uh, and the six other, you know, guys we took out of the portal. Uh, but uh, it, it really is, uh, as you know, um, I, I don't know if I'm a great fan of the NIL and the transfer portal uh, coming to existence in the same time. Uh, I think there's a lot that we don't know and, and things that, you know, either from the NCAA who really doesn't want to touch anything or guidance from the federal government or somebody because there are the haves, there are the have-nots. That's part of uh, college football. Um, the, you know, the, the portal with the NIL, at the same time, the name, image, and, and, and likeness, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know if it's a, a fair playing field throughout the country, but... Uh, at the same time, it may not have been that anyway. Coach, you talk about Braxton coming to winter workouts. Um, I heard your snowmobile story about the recruiting. Is, yeah. is winter workouts still the 80s brutal, you know, go till you throw up, run through the snow? <laughs> or is that is that softened up like the rest of the game, or is it still as bad? No, I think, I think what we do, uh, and Adam Hall, our strength coach, um, and – the one thing we believe in here, and, and when I got here in 2009, 2010, um, 
you know, there were some pretty good athletes here. I, and I told Chuck Long, I told Chuck, I said, you did a good job uh, of, of recruiting. And I said, now, I think they're soft as shit. Um, pardon me. <laughs> That's all right. But, but that, you know, Bert, as you know, uh, when you played, I played, Paul played, it, it was a toughness game. And we have continued to be our philosophy of mentally tough and physically tough. We may not have the best athletes on the field, but we're going to be tough as a football team. And it starts with the winter conditioning part of it and what you do uh, out there, uh, you know, on the turf, uh, what we do at 6 a.m. And then uh, what we do, obviously, uh, uh, in the weight room. You, re you reference this is your uh, second time around. What has changed from your viewpoint from that office as far as uh, – well, he looks like he's lost about 30 pounds. Well, yeah, you look, oh, yeah. I, I was going to say that, Coach. You, you, you look absolutely great. Good point. Thank yeah. you. But, I mean, other than your physical uh, side of things, what has changed in your viewpoint as far as being a head coach at San Diego State? Well, uh, number one, I think, you know, from when we got here early, like I said, I thought they had some pretty good athletes, but they weren't tough. I think we got them tough. I think we set a, a, uh, a standard. Uh, that we believe in. We have a creed that we believe in uh, about uh, how we're going to uh, treat this program as a football team, you know, from past, present, and the future Aztec Warriors, uh, and, and a commitment that we all make and, and, and the toughness. And I think in the second year, you saw that happen. And I think Rock, you know, did a great job, obviously. Um, you know, he was my defensive coordinator mm -hmm. and uh, have tremendous respect. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the, they, they kept the standards and, and, and took the standards a little higher. So uh, I was really, uh, when, I, when I took the job again, I told Rock it was a little easier last time. Uh, but, uh, you know, our guys who uh, went out this year, they won 12 games. First time that's been done, playing away every game. Right. Uh, I mean, that to me speaks volumes for uh, the guys who are, uh, and, and I'm going to say the older guys, the guys who graduated, the guys who aren't here, because they're the one who set, set the uh, table up. And, and uh, they did a great job uh, of uh, uh, getting this football team uh, to play how they did to win 12 games. How's the, I, you know, everybody's talking about your snowmobile story about how recruiting's changed. And Paul always gets mad when I bring up 80s recruiting because, you know, back then it was who brought the biggest <laughs> bag of money. And, and <laughs> Will you stop saying that? Well, it, the Jeez. statute of limitations are over. I'm free now. Uh, uh, believe me, Bert's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what's interesting? When I was at Pitt, um, I'm, I'm still friends with one of your former players. He said to say hi, Tom Sims. You remember Tom Sims? Uh, oh, yeah. Tommy is great. Tommy was a great player at Western Force, and obviously, when Coach Harbaugh and Jack left, uh, he got let go. I mean, shoot. Uh, and it's too bad because Jack is a heck of a football coach. When he went over, obviously, to Pittsburgh with Mike being mm -hmm. his cousin, uh, Tommy uh, um, left Western and went to Pitt. Tommy's a great guy. In fact, my brother, who coaches for the Falcons, uh, just saw Tommy. And, and they were somewhere uh, and. uh uh, Tommy uh, said to say hello. Yeah, I, I love Jack. I didn't like John too much, but I like Jack. Yeah. <laughs> John, John was my office mate at Western Michigan. Oh, goodness. And, and one night we're leaving the office, and he was young, and we were young, and he kind of pushes me in the back, 
And I turn around and I hit him right in the solar plexus. <laughs> and, I, and I put him to his knees. And, and Jack told him as we're walking out, he said, the man said, don't touch me. <laughs> That's a true story, too. Yeah, I love Jack. John, I could, yeah. For those who didn't get to hear the snowmobile story at your press conference, could you share it with our podcast audience? Yeah. Um, you know, in, in the old days, and uh, uh, I shouldn't say old, but uh, in a different time, you would sign uh, the student-athletes their, their uh, NLI at their homes. And... A lot of guys would have parties. They'd have friends. Uh, you'd have uh, competitors who would be parked outside trying to be the first one in. But uh, uh, I, I, I had part of Indiana when I was at Western Michigan. And so I go down to sign this quarterback out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I had two guys. I had the quarterback and then running back out of Kokomo, Indiana. And so I'm driving down, and as I'm leaving Michigan, it starts snowing. <laughs> and it starts snowing, and it starts snowing. And by the time I get into Fort Wayne, I'm going about 25 miles an hour on a highway. And the time I get into Fort Wayne, it's a full-on blizzard. <laughs> and there is uh, no way to get to the house on the road. There's no way. I, I'm stuck. It's in a, a cul-de-sac, and, and I, I can't get there. Well, there's two kids. They're on uh, <laughs> ski-doos, not ski-doos. Uh, uh, snow machines. Uh, snowmobiles, yeah. snowmobiles. So they're on snowmobiles, and I, and I kind of wave them down, and they come <laughs> over and said, hey, I need to get to Haywood's house. It was a quarterback who all of a sudden Purdue would come in on, and we had thought we had. So, you know, Bert, you, you know the times, right? Yeah. So so I jump on one of the Sea-Doos, go to the house, not Sea-Doos, snowmobiles, go to the house. We have the signing. He takes me back to uh, my car. I get in my car. I go to a gas station. I call from the gas station in a payphone. I call the next house in Kokomo where I'm going to go. Number one, don't know if I can get in there. The mother answers the phone and says, have you talked to Jack Harbaugh? And I said, no, I haven't. She said, well, he wants you to call him. Well, <laughs> she gives me a number, and I said, that's not Jack's number. So I call it, and it's Jack, answers the phone. He's at the hospital in Kalamazoo. My wife had gone into labor. So I, and Jack says, well, I said, I got to go sign so-and-so uh, out of Kokomo High School. And Jack says, no, get in the car. And by the time I got to the Michigan line, there were state patrolmen oh, wow. taking me to the hospital in Kalamazoo. I have a similar story, except that it was a Georgia coach, and his rental car broke down, and he brought a Trans Am to my house and left it there <laughs> <laughs> for four years. <laughs> uh, coach, uh, just because uh, 
we're we have an affiliation for uh, some some kids that you recruited here at the PPR, namely Lucky Sutton, Trey White, to name two, both uh, high-profile guys on our show that decided to stay on the Mesa. A trend that seems to be becoming more popular under your administration. Could you talk a little bit about those two, and then? the notion of building a wall around San Diego as it relates to Aztec recruiting? Yeah, you know, that's something, Paul, um, I think is really important. You know, I, and, uh, you know, to, um, I, I, I'm, uh, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, and I, I was always a Michigan fan because all my friends were Ohio State fans. And so to be different and be a jackass, <laughs> that's what I did. But, uh, the one thing I, I can tell you, uh, it's always been important, and I got it as much as anything from, uh, uh, you know, Coach Schembechler. Uh, and Coach Schembechler always talked about recruiting Ohio. And, you know, uh, you get the kids out of Ohio, two things. Number one, they're not going to play against you. And secondly, they're going to play their butts off when they play Ohio State. Right. Okay. Well, it's the same thing. We want to take all the guys we can from the city of San Diego. Number one, the coaching is unbelievable. The high school coaches in this city do such a great job. I can remember coming down and going to lunch with Shacklett and Burke and John Carroll and Herb Meyer. I mean, uh, every time as an assistant in Michigan uh, that I came to San Diego, we'd go to lunch and just sit and talk and talk football. And then when I came back as the head coach, uh, 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 Paul, that was important to me that we do a great job keeping these kids home. Uh, they can play in front of their families and friends, and, and uh, it makes San Diego better, obviously, in San Diego State. You know, when, when Greg Bell came back a year ago, I asked him, I said, Greg, why'd you, why'd you come back? He said, I want to win a championship for my city, for San Diego. And so a lot of these guys, as I talk to them in the recruiting, you, you uh, get the same sentiments. You know, uh, Lucky Sutton, I think, uh, obviously he, he was your winner of your, your pigskin award. Uh, I think he is going to be fantastic uh, as a running back. And what we want to do, Trey White is a physical, as you can get, linebacker, uh, really uh, I love the way he plays. Uh, you know, we talked about Braxton, getting him back home. Uh, we're excited as heck about that. And then the other one is Rambo, my, my guy. Uh, uh, funny story, his, uh, his uh, uncle, I coached at Oregon State. So uh, uh, it was kind of cool when he came back, uh, uh, came to California from uh, Florida, you know, and, and all of a sudden staying with uh, uh, Tole, uh, really kind of neat. And I think, you know, the other thing going on the recruiting, I think people underestimate the impact that the new stadium is going to have and the trajectory of the, of the team. I mean, how, how big a deal is that? I mean, open up. It's been a couple of years since you guys have even been home between COVID and playing up north. Um, yeah. I mean, that's got to be huge coming up. Well, we, we, it is. It is huge. We are excited about it. Uh, Bert, it has helped so much in our recruiting. Uh, I can tell you, you know, the, tw uh, the 21 class, uh, really, you know, we're recruiting those guys all t in 2020. But what, what the guys in that class 
we're really excited about uh, from the athleticism to the, the love they have for the game, uh, you know, the physicalness. You know, we got 13 guys from, from California signed in that class, this class, and four from San Diego. Uh, you know, Texas has been good for us, Paul, over the years. Uh, you know, and that's Jeff Horton's connection, Hunky Cooper's connections out there. Uh, we've really been able to do a good job there. And, and But we're, we're going to recruit the heck out of California. Hey, can we talk a little bit about San Diego, obviously a great place. I mean, I would I would kill to go to college at San Diego State. I mean, yeah. let's face it. I mean, there's a lot that appeals to an 18-year-old kid. A new yeah. stadium coming up, but then you also are fighting that you're part of college is getting away from home. And can you talk a little bit about that recruiting dilemma that when you go into yeah. a local home that you have to convince a kid that hey, I know you're staying a little closer than maybe you want to, but. Man, there's a lot to offer. I would think it would almost be easier to recruit a kid from out of county as opposed to in county. You know, sometimes it is. I mean, it really is. And, you know, it, I think every school, obviously, you have a, uh, a blueprint, you know, for what you stand for, what the program's about, the kind of student athletes, you know, that uh, um, you want to have within the program. And, and everybody's a little different. But uh, as we recruit, you know, us trying to convince some guys, uh, hey, you want to stay here. Stay here. And what ends up happening, not all the time, but a lot of time, and I think you'll see this happen more, Paul and Bert, you'll see guys coming back. As long as this transfer portal, you'll see guys who will come back. They're going to go somewhere, maybe not have the, the experience that they wanted uh, for one reason or another. They could, same thing could happen when they come here. But I think now to come back to a place like San Diego, that's pretty special. Yeah. And the one, you know, the one thing, excuse me, um, you know, I've talked about, number one, I can't wait to get out amongst the high school coaches. That hasn't. We, we haven't been able to do that right. with COVID and all that. And uh, I think uh, our staff, and we did a really good job. We did virtual uh, uh, clinics with uh, uh, coaches from uh, San Diego County, L.A., Orange County, uh, Samoa, Hawaii. I mean, we, we've tried to give as much as we can so people would get a feel for who we are and, and all that. But, you know, to keep the guys, and I said this, you know, we need the coaches' help, too. You know, to keep those guys home, we, we need we need their help trying to keep them home. Yeah, you have to get on the campus of Lincoln and, and break up that pipeline in Oregon. Yeah, well, there's no doubt. It's uh, uh, They've done a great job there, and, and I, I think, you know, uh, obviously there's been a few guys uh, from Lincoln uh, who have gone to Oregon, but, uh, you know, we... we, we uh, we're going to keep competing. Let's put it that way. Okay. And San Diego is unique. I mean, they're almost like Miami. They have this full package of just so yeah. much to do. Um, you know, when I came out, I, I, no one, I, came, I grew up in Philly, and no one was – Bruce Arians was a coach at Temple, but no one was ever coming back to Temple. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. no one was going there and no one was coming back. <laughs> you only see people come back to Miami or San Diego or L.A., yeah. but it's never – yeah, for some reason, Temple never gets to come back. I don't know why. <laughs> I'll never figure that Wait, out. Wait, hey, Coach, uh, uh, recruit Bert. 
how, how does that conversation go when you're sitting in that living room? Now, Bert, you would never want to recruit because while immensely talented, he never, he never applied himself. Whereas a guy like, I was a try-hard guy. I didn't have any talent. But Nobody I, wants try-hard guys. <laughs> but you could, so recruit Bert. How, how does that conversation go? You're, you're visiting um, Southwestern College right now. You come recruit <laughs> me right now, Brady. Come on. He's a Southwestern. He's coming. Oh, I, I think, number one, you know, we've got so much to be proud of. You know, San Diego State, you, you look at, uh, we had 104,000 applicants last year. 104,000 to get into school when we take 6,500. All right? So that tells you a couple of things. And I'm talking to Bert, but I'm talking to, to his, his parents. His mom, yeah. Yeah, right? Because uh, uh, when you have that kind of 104,000 taking only 6,500 to 7,000, then it tells you a little bit about the school, how competitive it is, <coughs> excuse me, and how that degree, how much that degree will mean, right? And then you look at what we've done as a program, okay? We've gone to 11 straight bowl games. We were, uh, we, we were, uh, we were in the right place to go to a bowl game in 2020, but they didn't have enough bowl games. But my, my point is, you know, the success of the program, you know, uh, you, you look at guys like, uh, you know, Cameron Thomas, you know, from, from Carlsbad right. and what his career was here and, and how much, uh, San Diego State was good for him and how much he was good for San Diego State. So uh, I just think everything we have to offer, excuse me. If you're in my house, that's got to be vodka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's well, so I've, I've recruited a few guys out of Philly. So. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, Paul, I just think uh, the, the significance of how hard – and how, what kind of program that we have for people to be involved in? I didn't hear Corvette in that presentation. Yeah, yeah. you have, wait, you have, but coach, will you tell them this is mid '80s? This is SMU time. But, this is everybody yeah. on probate. That's what yeah, everybody was, did. Wisconsin never did that. Yes, they, no, they, they did. Yeah, oh, please, they never did that. That's why Nebraska was beat I know them, one thing. Wisconsin in one NFL draft, Wisconsin had eleven players taken. One draft. You remember that, Paul? What, was that the Al Toon years, or what, 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 when was that? Yes, it had been Al. Yeah. It had been Al in that, that group. Wow. And you think guys got No, I mean, we, we run a clean program. We're, we believe Stop. in student athlete. It's the Michigans uh, of the world, and uh, Ohio State's have the, the special oh, entrance exam for the. Speak, can we talk about, I, I, I don't want to linger on it because you're, you're an SDSU guy, but that Michigan Ohio State rivalry, can you give us a little taste of what that's like? And how crazy that those, having been to both yeah. stadiums uh, covering the Badgers, they are two intimidating, two of the most intimidating places on earth. Well, th that rivalry is like no, none other. And I, and I believe that, uh, you know, and obviously growing up in Ohio, uh, you know, know pretty much about it. And then being the head coach or being an assistant at one of the schools, and going through, you know, every year that game and the excitement of it and the physicalness of it and then being the head coach. I mean, it, it is obviously, uh, uh, to me, one of the greatest rivalries or if not 
in college football. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it, I loved every one of them, you know, right. uh, hope, uh, would have liked to win a couple more of them, but, uh, we, we, uh, obviously it, it was uh, a great experience. Coach, what do you think about I'm, I, the hot thing last year was, you know, seniors opting out of bowl games. Well, what are your feelings on that? I mean, because I, I, like I went to Pitt and, and you saw, you know, Kenny Pickett opted out and his, you know, his replacement goes down with a broken collarbone and a plate in there, that, you know, the first series. So is it a good thing or a bad thing or it depends on the situation? I, I, I don't I don't like it. Uh, and, you know, I know, you know, kids got to make their decisions and families got to make their decisions. But I still think there's a loyalty to uh, each other and to my teammates. I mean, that to me, that that would be the hard one. And we've been, you know, we've <coughs> we've been pretty good here. Um, and obviously, just the one year me as the head coach again. But I really think that uh, our, um, you know, hopefully our program means enough and, and uh, to 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 each guy within the team that you know they want to play for each other and play in those bowl games. When when is it safe enough to? Like, if you're not going to play in the bowl game, then why would you play in any of the final all-star games or, or regular season games? I mean, well, are, are you, are, yeah. I mean, if you're, well, it goes back to, it's the same as, I don't want to say this, but I mean, back in our day, you could never opt out. I mean, that, I don't even know if you're allowed to. That wasn't even a choice. But I, I mean, you see guys like Kenny Pickett that opt out, who's going to be a first rounder. Um, and then his, you know, his backup goes down. You see a lot of, I bet. I think ever since the playoff came in, the Bulls, other than the, the four, don't really mean that much. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Has, has the playoff thing made other bowl games uh, quaint? You know, the only thing, and again, I, I you know, I played, you know, uh, Burt played in the Power Five. You know, I'm a group of five guy, you know, play at Ball State. Any opportunity to play, we were going to take. You know, I mean, I just I can tell you if, if there was uh, a bowl game, you know, in, in Paducah, Kentucky, we were going to go to Paducah <laughs> and play, you know. But it just, to me, it, it is uh, it's a great reward. And yeah. do I wish they would expand the, uh, uh, you know, to 12 teams or eight teams? Yeah, I wish they would. I think that would be interesting, you know, and then keep uh, – we're having a hard time, I believe, finding enough teams for bowl games, you know. Right. And so they keep manufacturing some of these bowls. And some of them, you know, uh, I, I know this year they added one because they didn't have enough. Right. Hey, um so, – Oh, please finish your thoughts, sir. I'm sorry. Well, I just, yeah, I, I just, I, I think the bowls are, are really good. I think they're a great reward. Uh, why a kid, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, bad information from, you know, an agent or whatever, but why, why a guy uh, opts out, I'm not sure. You know, you, you better be a first rounder, my opinion, if you're going to do something like that. Uh, and a lot of times, I, I, you know, with me, my senior year, I got hurt early, missed most of the season, and I had to play in four, you know, all-star games. So you had a different effect then. So yeah, if I didn't yeah. play in them, I wouldn't have been. So, yeah, I guess it's different for some guys. But you're right. Then they go to the Senior Bowl. They go to the Hula Bowl, you know, the East-West Shrine. I don't even know what they have anymore. But 
They still play in those games and they don't care about yeah. injury. Yeah, but those are, uh, well. But, but you're still, I mean, you, you get still, evaluated. But yeah, you still, you're, you're evaluated, you still have right? a, a, an injury risk there. The yeah, same absolutely. as any other bowl game. Uh, sure. Coach, uh, we're, we got to wrap this up. We kept you longer than we promised, so uh, I apologize for that. Well, last topic. I've always, I got into this business because I couldn't get into your, I couldn't figure out a way to get into yours. I've always wanted to be a high school football coach, and I'm hoping to do that in my third act. Give me some advice as a guy who has, who wants to be a high school football coach. How do I go about doing that successfully? Yeah, uh, I, I'll tell you, when I graduated from college, I was a federal probation and parole officer, and I was, uh, working with uh, the uh, uh, federal probation parole office out of the Southern District of Indiana. Uh, and I had six uh, counties on a caseload and 46 people I would see at least once a month. Uh, then there were some that I'd have to see once a week. And um, if I, I really enjoyed, I wanted to be, I wanted to go to the Secret Service. I wanted to protect the president of the United States. Uh, and, and Reagan had got shot going into my senior year, during my senior year. So I wanted, you know, I really wanted to do that. And one way was to get into another federal government job first. So my wife and I, we got married. Laura and I got married in college. We got married our senior year, going to our senior year. Best thing that ever happened to me. I promise you. It was the best thing um, because I, 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 I would get in a little trouble if not. So anyway, um, we're in our, our married housing when we get a knock on the door and I open the door and it's a new high school football coach at Yorktown High School right outside Muncie, Indiana, right? And he asked if I wanted to help him coach, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I don't know. I said I'd have to check my schedule, and well, I could I could check my schedule. If I didn't have to be in federal court, then I could I could go to practices and all that. Well, going to practice meant also working the weight room and being around the kids all the time and and all that kind of stuff. And I come home one day, and I tell Laura, I said, Laura, you know, I think I want to quit my job. And she said, Well, you, you're going to quit coaching those kids I thought you love that I said no I'm going to quit the job that's paying all the money because <laughs> we seriously right. $70,000 and 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 uh, uh federal you know insurance and all that I said goodbye to for $1,200 a year stipend so I could coach football and be around the kids and develop the kids I had a I had a coach that developed me, Chris Allen. And, and Chris Allen, uh, and I had great parents and all that. But I want to tell you what, he kicked my ass. And I needed a kick, believe me. From an academic standpoint, I needed a kick. And Bert, that's why I coach. Because I want to help guys. I want to help them be successful from a fi from an academic end to socially growing as men. And then obviously the football part of it. And that's what I would have told your mother. That's interesting because you say the Secret Service. My high school coach ended up going in the Secret Service, Joe Clancy, and then became the head of the Secret Service. He was my high school football coach. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I was probably the one failure he had in life. Yeah. <laughs> well, Coach, we, we, we have to let you go. Uh, next, if we ever could do this again, we, we want to. I want to talk about Coach McCain, uh, McLean and Coach Hillis, and, uh, and maybe reminisce a little bit of Big Ten-wise, but it, it means a ton that you would make time for us. Thank you, thank you, a thousand thank yous. Perhaps we could talk you into one day appearing at the gala, maybe presenting an award. We'll, we'll whisk you in and out make it a 15-minute commitment, and, and uh, it's going to be right during uh, bowl season for you, so it's always going to be challenging. But, boy, if you could ever do that, we would certainly be appreciative. Well, I appreciate it, Paul, and thanks. And, Bert, good to see you. You as well. You Thank you, Coach. have a great day and can't wait to uh, see you again. Podcast 25 is over. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, guys. Thank you.